Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I'm your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime with Nick Kolakowski. Uh, we're going to talk to him about a few things, including his new book, Main Bad Guy. Uh, but first, uh, I'd like to tell you that uh, Wrong Place, Right Crime is sponsored by Down Out Books. Down Out Books is an up-and-coming publisher of crime fiction that uh, tends towards the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. Uh, you can check out their catalog at downandoutbooks.com. That's Down and Out Books, all spelled out, dot com. Downandoutbooks.com. Take the journey with us. All right, so uh, Nick Kolakowski is uh, the author of Main Bad Guy, uh, and he has also uh, worked on a pretty interesting series. Uh, let's check in with him and uh, find out a little bit more about Nick. Well, Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, and thanks for having me. So we have a couple of things in common, but one of them is uh, both of us have uh, had stories in Thug Lit in the past. Yeah, and the the great thing about Thug Lit, and I mean, it's it's every time I refer to it on other conversation or writing, I call it late and lamented for a reason, which is that the editor Todd Robinson, which you know I, I assume is familiar to a lot of the listeners, just shepherded so many awesome voices through those issues, and there were so many incredible stories. It's one of those magazine runs where even years later, I mean, if, if, if you were to buy like the, the entire run and just read them through just this panoply of just fantastic crime fiction. So yeah, no, there's never the, the usually with a magazine or an anthology or whatever, sometimes you'll get a dud story or two, but he just had this impeccable taste and there were, there were never any duds, which is, which is amazing. I'm surprised he let me in actually. <laughs> I, uh, I only had one story with him, but, uh, you know, I, I think part of the reason he didn't have any duds was uh, he's a pretty good editor, too. He'll come back and tell you, you know, you need to change this middle part or the sending needs to be fixed or whatever. He was the only editor I've ever had, either for fiction or nonfiction, who was sort of like the drill sergeant in full metal jacket where he was like, he. I mean, with with, with my stories, if he, liked, if he liked a particular bit, he would literally say, holy shit. And if he didn't mm -hmm. like a particular bit, he would be like, this is complete crap and this needs to be changed. And he'd be right every time. I mean, uh -huh. and you know, if you're ready to take criticism delivered in that way, he was, a, mm -hmm. you're right. He was a fantastic editor. It's just, I, I only bring it up because uh, I, I find it, it interesting how many people I cross paths with who, who had that in common. So he definitely left an imprint uh, uh, during that time period on, on the community. Yeah. He works at uh, Shade, which is a bar downtown here in New York. And occasionally, very occasionally, because I think people have been trained to not ask this anymore. Somebody will somebody will, will ask him, you know, why don't you bring back Thuglet or something like that. And I, he, he doesn't always brandish a bottle when, when you ask that kind of question. But you get the, there's there's a look, this mad glint sets in his eyes, this sort of like bloodthirsty, you know, have to set off the final gun battle in the wild bunch kind of look. And nobody asks that ever again. <laughs> You had an interesting title in a book recently. I want to talk about the new one that's coming out, but um, I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't let this other title slide. So, uh, you you had a book come out last summer, uh, the uh, Boise mm -hmm. Long Pig Hunting Club. I nailed that. That's yeah. right. And so you, you nailed uh, it. Right order. <laughs> well, I, I know what long pig is, but maybe everybody may not. So maybe you could tell us what that book's about because it's it, it reads interesting on the on the copy. 
So the, the book is an update of the most dangerous game, and it's about a group of rich politicians, um, radio show hosts, and some other figures who have a game in rural Idaho where, you know, two or three unlucky bastards uh, will essentially be hunted by them. And um, the, the protagonist, who is a, a former Iraq war veteran turned bounty hunter, and his sister, who is an arms dealer, find themselves trapped in the woods, surrounded by a bunch of weekend warriors who are, who are very, very intent on taking their heads. Um, the long pig, obviously, is long pig has traditionally been a cannibal term for uh, human meat. And when I was trying to think of the title, you know, I thought of all those kind of like cliched novel variations where you call it like, you know, like lethal whatever and blah, blah, blah. None of them really sort of sang in a way that worked for me. And so I thought, let's take this as weird as possible. So I, I, I threw Long Pig in there, which I've been wanting to use in some title context for the longest time. And, you know, kind of the, and it's about a hunting club and it takes place near Boise. So I just kind of glommed that together. And um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's of, of the, titles I've come up with, I, I, I take pride in that one. And usually I, I find titles the, one of the harder parts of writing. So I'm, I'm pleased with that one. So you have a novella coming out here pretty soon. Um, tell me about it. It's called Main Bad Guy. And it's the concluding novella series that started in 2017 with a brutal bunch of heartbroken steps. And then last year was Slaughterhouse Blues. Now we have this one. And um, it's a, a pair of grifters in love who are on the run. They start out in New York. They end up in Cuba. They go to Nicaragua. And then in this concluding chapter, they find themselves back in New York trying to resolve the situation that put them on the road in the first place. It's a compelling idea, though, two people on the run, and uh, that's certainly compelling, and, and grifters are an interesting uh, group of, of, of a criminal niche. Um, what, uh, did, did the, do the grifters in, in that series have a particular specialty, or are they pretty much anything they can get their hands on, or what? So the, the, the male of the duo is named Bill, and he is a very flashy, uh, he started out as a street hustler and then escalated to kind of larger scams for this criminal group called the Rockaway Mob. And then he sort of, you know, as, as, as many a fictional grifter does, has a bit of a crisis of the conscience, uh, rips off his employers and, and goes on the run. His girlfriend, um, Fiona is is the more is the harder and kind of more brutal of the two of them. She's the one who you know, shoots first and asks questions last, and so on. And she she loves her boyfriend to death, but she also sees him as as soft. And she sees her job as sort of to kind of watch over him and protect him, or else he's going to die in roughly thirty seconds out there. So they, <laughs> the um, the the constant interplay is he's he's desperately learning throughout this. I mean, he can do his scams. You know, money comes easily to them, and he's a great confidence guy, and so on. But he, her, it's it's sort of a, you know, she's trying to teach him while they're on the road, like how to kind of how to be a better survivor. He's he's not the comedic relief, but he is kind of much more hapless and much less capable than she is, and so mm -hmm. that's a. Uh, an an interesting dynamic to play off of. It's not it's not quite Shaolin and Fat with the baby and hard boiled, where he's trying to protect this little infant from death from all sides. But I mean, she is definitely um, has moments where she feels like kind of gun nanny or something, where she's getting a little bit tired of him. And that you know, being on the run strains a relationship and all that stuff. So it deals with the the dynamics between the two of them in between all the gun battles. 
so you you wrote all three of these, uh, and there uh-huh. are three. This will be the last one. Yeah. This will um, be the last one. Have they have the characters been static throughout, or have they grown and changed throughout this throughout this uh, trilogy? They've changed. Um, Fiona as a character has gotten a little bit. I won't say softer, but she's gotten a little. She's developed a little bit more empathy uh, in the first book. Because I didn't realize when I was writing the first book it was going to turn to a series. Um, she was a little bit too psychopathic in the first one, and so over the next couple books, I made a point of lightening her up. And Bill, starting out kind of in a much more hapless position, has become much more. He almost becomes bloodthirsty, so they almost sort of invert their character types, and then they both kind of struggle with the, the new people that they become. They've also lost a lot of blood and body parts. Well, not that many body, body parts. The interesting <laughs> thing about series, I hope <laughs> With, with with a single one-off novel that you write, like like the long pick, for example, like you know your characters can take incredible damage, and it's fine because by the end, if they're still alive, that's it. You know, presumably they go off into the sunset and go to a hospital and get, get repaired. I realized when I was writing a series is that when your characters take damage in book one or book two, you got to stay in that injury all the way through. Mm. And so um, it's it's. It, a situation a couple a couple months after I finished writing the first chapter of the bad guy, I stumbled across an interview with a guy who wrote The Walking Dead. Uh, I think Robert Kirkman, I think is his name. Yeah. And he was talking about how in terms of the main character, Rick, the sheriff, one of his big regrets was um in the comic books, Rick gets his hand chopped off and whereas in the the, the TV show obviously he keeps it. And he was saying that if he had to do it all over again, like just the the amputating the limb for something long run turned to be like this incredibly problematic decision that created some story, you know, ideas, but it also proved like a logistical nightmare. And I I understood what he meant because in my series, like, you know, once a character loses a finger, it's lost. And then from Mm -hmm. that point on, every single trigger pull becomes problematic. It's it's Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't, you don't often see that dramatic of a of a physical change from book to book in a series, whereas you know you might in a one-off, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, you found a way to deal with it, though. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an annoyance, but in a certain way, that kind of thing also becomes an opportunity. Um, you know, you can milk a lot of tension off off somebody not being able to do something they would ordinarily be able to do. Or, you know, you can you can create some character beats off somebody trying to overcome like a new disability or trying to figure out how they sort of fit with the world now that this this big traumatic thing has happened to them. So I mean there's there's a lot in there. It's just, you know, when you're writing multiple books, you keep referring back to your notes for the old one and you keep referring back to like the final copies and be like, oh, like it was actually on the left hand or it was actually the right foot. And then that just kind of creates its own, its own complications. Um, yeah. So main bad guy, uh, the third novella in the series is coming out in February, February 6th, 8th, 8th. I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that is a down and out book or no, that's from shotgun honey. The, uh, it is from shotgun honey the print of that, and, and, and in print of that book. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, well, I'll look forward to it. I'm kind of curious to see how you, how you handle that uh, male female grifter uh, dynamic. Uh, and uh, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. 
And there you go, folks. A uh, quick shot there of Nick Kolakowski and his work, including Main Bad Guy. Uh, some really cool-sounding books there that I'm looking forward to checking out. Um, and I hope you will, too. Uh, next uh, episode, we will be talking to J.D. Rhodes, the author of People Like Us, which is the second book, uh, or the second episode, I should say, in the uh, series I'm editing and created called A Grifter's Song uh, that is uh, from Down and Out Books. Uh, so we'll talk to JD uh, in our next episode. I want to say thanks to Nick for uh, being on the show and thanks to you as always uh, listener for, uh, for downloading, streaming, or otherwise uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, until next time, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you gotta be in the wrong place to write crime.